Come one, come all to the story of the Avatar, put on by the famous Ember Island players. We've got great weather for a night on the town, clear skies with a low of 65, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Thank you, I will. Welcome to the Four Nations Report and Avatar Rewatch podcast. My name is Martha, and I co-host a podcast called Martha and Colby Grow Up. I've never seen Avatar, and you can find me on Twitter at Martha underscore Vader. My name is Colby, and I also co-host a podcast called Martha and Colby Grow Up, as well as one called Never Mate Varsity, which might be on hiatus by the time this comes out. Uh, I've seen every episode of Avatar The Last Airbender, and you can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. My name is Ariel, and I co-host two podcasts, NB Asians and the Pop Culturist Podcast. I have seen every episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. You can find me on Twitter at Portly Island Boy. Team Avatar takes a break from training for some wacky time-wasting nonsense this time in the form of a play, put forth by the Ember Island players. The crew has mixed reactions to their character portrayals, and the play's ending ends the night on a sour note. Martha, since you have not seen every episode of Avatar The Last Airbender, tell us what did you think of Season 3, Episode 17, The Ember Island Players? Well... Here's the thing. This episode was really, really overhyped for me, and not necessarily by you two, but by other people who watched the show. They would ask me, you know, like, hey, what episode are you on? And be like, oh, you know, we're watching Ember Island Players this week. And everyone would immediately get super excited. And my boyfriend went went around the bonfire and was like telling people, like, hey, Martha's on Ember Island Players. And I was like, okay, this has got to be good. This has got to be a great episode. And like, it was nice. It was nice to have a nice recap of the show before the finale, but it wasn't the best episode. I don't know. Like, it, it was fine, but I I feel not like betrayed, but just I, I was surprised I didn't like it as much as some other people seemed to like it. Did you think it was going to be a plotty episode? Maybe. Maybe that's why I was disappointed or like, I, I guess I had no idea what to expect. So I was like, okay, like there's going to be some action adventure. Like, so yeah, maybe you're right, Colby. And there's absolutely no, none there's, of that. It is, it is <laughs> a play. It is a play within a show. Um, so yeah, nothing. It was good. There was some really funny parts. There were some good one-liners. Um, Toph. Toph has a, the actor who plays Toph has a great career playing Toph. Um, I also was like, I mean, I know it's a show, but I was really wondering, like, who wrote all this? How did they get everything so accurate? It was, I was surprised. I know it's a show, but anyways. Ember Island, uh, to contrast that, Ember Island Players for me is like a top three or top five episode. I love this episode. I was like laughing out loud as I was watching it. It's just, it's really fun to, after you have watched a show a couple times, getting to this point and kind of picking up on new things every time you watch it. Um, Ariel, this time, I don't know if you noticed, but when they got to the drill, 
in the um in the play the audience was yawning yeah. uh, <laughs> which i still don't get the drill is a good episode it's a fun episode it's exciting it's not boring um i, I feel like i pick up on something new that the that the writers put in every time and i think it's kind of like it's what i want right before we get into uh the finale which is going to have to wrap everything up so yeah this is certainly a this is they're they're doing this, the thing again where this is so lighthearted right before the finale, which you know, not a spoiler really, is it's heavy. The finale's heavy. Um, Supernatural did something like this recently with their two hundredth episode. They they did a uh, there was a musical. It was a musical episode, and it was it was like hilarious. But if somebody watched three seasons of Supernatural and got to that musical. It, it 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 wouldn't have hit, right? It wouldn't have hit. I think for longtime fans, this episode always hits them really well. They've fallen in love with these characters. They know them front and back, and the the char- the caricaturistic aspect of this episode is really fun for them. Martha, you are experiencing this in a very different manner, right? Mm-hmm. Even even when I watched this for the first time. In the off-seasons, right, in the in-between, I would still watch Avatar reruns uh, because it was a different time. The things were on TV. When it was on TV, I would watch it. And so there's just such a different relationship with longtime fans watching this. It's kind of like it's kind of like that uh, the, the scene in How I Met Your Mother where they're listening to, uh, was it 500 Miles or something? That one song. Like in How I Met Your Mother – Marshall's car, the tape is stuck and it plays this one song over and over and oh, over again. Yeah, um, I think I know what you're and talking about. I would walk what five hundred miles. miles. And he's and like it's like it'll come back to you. And like, you know, sometimes he loves it, sometimes they hate it. Yeah, it's kind of I like totally that understand. attitude you have when you've experienced something over and over and over again and, and you don't have that. Uh, I think I made sure last week to say this is this is a memorable episode and this is an episode that people love talking about. I don't I I wasn't sure if you would like it. I don't know how it would impact you. Um but this is certainly an episode that everyone remembers. You know, we were we were just mm-hmm. saying I don't I never remember the the Katara. I don't even remember the episode last. Uh, the Southern Raiders. <laughs> I never remember that. It's a very poorly named episode. No one will ever right, remember yeah. the Southern Raiders. I mean, Especially I'm, with like, God. I know. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna really have to before we finish up or we do our wrap up episode in two weeks. I'm gonna have to like go back and think of my favorite episodes. I think I know. Just watch the Ember Island players again. <laughs> I think I yeah, know what my go back. Yeah. yeah, I think I know what my favorite is, but I'm gonna have to think of like the other two. Yeah, so it is. It, you know, it is. It is what it is. I, um, to me, this episode's okay. I don't always watch it, like watch it intently. On a rewatch, um, so this episode and the most previous one, the Southern Raiders. For me, I'm just like, let me just get to the finale. I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to roll. I mean, heck, I am too because we've been doing this for over a year and I have still not seen the finale. I don't know what happens. I have shown remarkable restraint. I deserve a Momo for that. Truly, I'm surprised that you have not Googled what happens. I am 
very impressed with you. I honestly, honestly genuinely. Yeah, I haven't. Like, I'm sure maybe like back in the beginning, I might have seen like one or two things. I think I maybe know one thing that happens, but I don't think it's a big spoiler at all. Um, so I'll tell you guys after we cut. But yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty cold on this. So one thing that has struck me the last couple times I've watched this episode is I cannot not hear Robin when fake Sokka, when actor Sokka is talking. Every time he talks, it's like, okay, I'm now watching an, a weird episode of Teen Titans. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's in a few episodes. I first remember him in the, was it The Great Divide? That's the first episode mm. I remember hearing his voice saying, "Oh, that's Robin." And I, I he's the only like voice I, I remember recognizing as a kid, right? Cuz I was like Teen Titans and Avatar were probably two of my favorite shows uh, at the time the early 2000s, and so he's he's easily recognizable. Dude, we would have been great friends in elementary school. <laughs> like <laughs> all I watched was Avatar and Teen Titans. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, we would have been great friends, and I didn't have a ton of uh, I didn't have a ton of like I had one really great friend, and uh, he didn't come he didn't come to America till sixth grade, and then he left before high school. He left after oh, eighth grade, and it's we're still fr- like we're still friends to this day. We still like message each other once a month, every other like, and I graduated eighth grade in two thousand and four, and and we haven't seen each other since, and yet I feel like. You know, if he needed me to fly across the country, fly across the ocean to uh, to to the UK where he is now, like I feel like if he really needed that, I would do it. Like I would do it for my friend. And so um, he wouldn't come here though. He hates America for for good reason. For good reason. So yeah, I'll say it's like it, I get it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's like, no, you come I here. Hate, you know, I, yeah. I, I was also the kid that actually didn't have a lot of friends in elementary school. Um, and now I just force friendship upon m- people to be my friend. But yeah, maybe if I watched Avatar, I would have had more friends <laughs> instead of Disney Channel. <laughs> I don't know. If that's... Yeah, I went to a, <laughs> I went to a smallish elementary school, so it was hard not to everybody. It wasn't big enough for like there to be anybody that was an outcast. Oh, so I was the inverse. I went to the biggest school in the district, and so. But I, the problem is I had – I lived too far. So I had moved like twice in that time frame and I never had like neighborhood friends. They were all in school. Whatever. It's not important I suppose at this point. Uh, I got plenty of friends now, more than I need actually. Uh, how, do you, <laughs> how do you feel, Martha? Right about- now. Tell us who you don't need. <laughs> uh, uh, all of them. Anyway, um, Martha, how do you feel about like – was this like a f- – I mean, I know you you, you, were, you didn't, like, love it, but, like, was this a fun enough or was it meta enough for you? I, I did really appreciate the, like I said earlier, like, the um, uh, summary of everything that's happened. Because, like I said, we have been doing this for over a year. It's been a long time since I've seen season one and season two. Um, so I thought that was really nice because I remembered some things that I had forgotten or like haven't thought about in a while. Um, I probably should like go back and read my notes before we record the finale, but, uh, that, that was nice. And, and there were some funny parts and, 
you know, I, I, I'm just totally team Zuko now. I think he's so funny. Uh, he's like, this car's not on the wrong side. Uh, so that was funny, but I think so. Some of my favorite meta moments, uh, it's the great divide. Let's keep flying. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yeah, that was pretty good. Also, also, did Jet just die? Excellent. You know, it was really unclear. Excellent joke. <laughs> uh, um, what are what are our other our other like moments? Um, I really like the ending of the play. Actually, it's like really smart and a little sub subversive. Uh, but you know, when you're a kid, but like as an adult, you're like, this is exactly how this play should end. Um, I don't know if I have an opinion on that, but I I really like the water monster costume. I felt that the acting was good. It reminds me of I, in Thor Ragnarok when they're doing the play with Matt Damon in the beginning. That's sort of what it reminds <laughs> me of. It, it actually reminds me more of when Arya's in Bravos, oh, okay. if I'm remembering correctly, and watching the um, watching the Purple Wedding um, play out oh. from a outsider's um, perspective. I thought was was interesting. Um, oh, I had something, but I forgot it, so someone else can go. Oh. Let's talk about, I guess, like the caricatures of of these characters. <laughs> I I keep coming back to what uh what my boy Mo was talking about with Katara, <laughs> like how Honor. Katara is like e- even ke- keeled, and um she's uh the actor Katara is a blubbering mess the entire <laughs> the entire show. I thought was uh I think of the. Of the things to like hone in on on Katara, I'm not sure if that's what I would have done, um, but I think it works. Uh, I thought they were pretty spot on, actually. I mean, I know they're caricatures, but it. I, I just, I think Katara's reaction reminded me of what I would feel like if someone was playing me in a play and they like made me this super over dramatic, over the top person. Um, that just was very inaccurate. That would be. <laughs> Yeah, that, they would have gotten it completely wrong, but that I thought that was pretty funny. Um, also, how they made Toph like a super strong man, which like she's pretty strong. I don't know how inaccurate that is. She's not a man, but she, you know she is pretty dope. So I can imagine for someone hearing the stories of the Avatar and like writing this story they hear these stories about Toph, it was like, oh, so this is just some gigantic monster of a person. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think I like Zuko's portrayal the best. I think it's obviously the most accurate, which makes sense, right? Because they have the most information on on him. Um, Him and Azula. Him and Azula, yeah. And, And it's like the only difference between play Zuko and real Zuko is that is that he doesn't exclaim honor when like fault like getting hit like that's the only difference he talks about <laughs> honor all the time it's it's incredulous really um, I'm not how, <laughs> I guess we could kind of talk about this and then transition to the next point how do we feel about Aang's portrayal uh, a very classical um, like Asian theater even like 
Western theater, right? Having the having like a mm-hmm. woman portray a male character, um, especially on stage. On stage, yes, that's what I mean. On stage, and uh, obviously he he is very uh, Ang was Ang was very uh, had his feelings hurt. Was in his feelings, um, especially because he's he's still kind of a little like sour about Katara and all that stuff. How do we feel about I guess Ang's portrayal and then moving into that? I think it's interesting that uh, Tara Strong voiced some people in this episode. Tara Strong, who has voiced like several um, little what, little boys. It sounds very <laughs> weird. I'm never going to say the term "little boys" again. Oh, <laughs> but has like voiced like Tommy and I think uh, Timmy Turner. Timmy Turner is the one oh. I was forgetting. Yeah, I Timmy Turner. Yeah, Martha, you should watch. Um, Oh, what's the name of that documentary about voice actors? I'll Google it in a second. Um, I think that was just interesting. But I don't know if I have any other thoughts beyond that, Martha. Um, I thought it was very interesting how Aang immediately took offense to Katara, the actress Katara, being like, oh, just a friend. And then he like tries to kiss Katara, and Katara's like, oh, I'm still thinking about it. And I, yeah. So I thought that was interesting, and I feel like that sets up a lot going into the next episode, but we'll see. How would you react in that scenario as Katara, Martha? Getting kissed without consent? Not well. Uh, Or I I guess just like the, um, well, that, yes. Um, Just the the conversation of the when is a good time. (laughs) To start a relationship after the battle, <laughs> I think is the clear answer. <laughs> like, it's they're too young to like, you know, do the thing with before you go off to war and like like the Pirates of the Caribbean, where Keira Knightley is seen putting on a shoe, and Will Turner comes back after ten years, and boom, there's a kid. It's they're too young to do that. Um, so, I think I would want more of like you know, a conversation like, Hey, you know, I have feelings for you. And then just like, leave it at that. Like, I don't know. Like I, I think Katara is right to be cautious. And I think there's a lot of other things probably going on in her mind. So I don't, I don't blame her. Like it's a hard situation. I mean, counterpoint, that's a thing for you to say as an adult. Yeah. She's what fourteen, fifth, like you know, it's diff, it's different. Obviously, mm-hmm. kissing someone without their consent is not good, no matter how old you are. But yeah. also, it's different when the person doing it is twelve mm-hmm. and has never had much socialization with like peers in his life, like because because he's he was always kind of othered for. I guess being too good at things, um, and then Qatar. I think that's, I think it's all very reasonable reactions. I think that's interesting that you say that, Ariel, about him not being socialized with people his age. Because the one thing that strikes me about what Ang says, like when is a good time, is like that's not something an eleven or twelve year old would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like eleven and twelve year olds don't have like the um, emotional the intelligence. Experience. Yeah, to say, like, well, it's like, any time to start a relationship can be a weird time. Um, so I think that's interesting that you say that. 
Yeah, I mean, we we know that he spends time with, like, he rubs elbows with, like, royalty. Uh, we know that he's, um, I guess he does have friends in the, like, the air, air nomad friends uh, at times. But they're they're monks, right? It's so different. Like, it's just not, it's, you know, whatever. But I, I do think that besides the, kind of that line, but, like, a 12-year-old trying to kiss, like, a 14-year-old girl... That is a thing that happens, and uh, Qatar's reaction, I think, is is very reasonable given everything. So, J- Martha, just a general question: Are you ever going to read the books or the comics? I'm trying to plan what I'm going to say next week. Whether to go like full, yeah, spoilers. I'm probably not going to read the comics, but I would probably read the books. Okay, cool, got it. I just have never actually really read a comic, so... They're easy, They're very easy reads. Yeah, that's true. I can knock, I knock them out in a day. Um, I love the scene in the play where... How, like, when Katara and the fake Katara, fake Zuko are like, how could anyone know this would happen or something? When they're like... And then they like awkwardly look at each other and like shift away. Um, any, do we have anything else with this episode? I don't think so. No. So Martha, it's time. It's time. It's time for predictions. So before our momos this week, I want to see where Martha's head is at. I want her to make some predictions. Um, so she is vested going into, I mean, there's no money involved, but she is vested <laughs> in the, um, in the outcomes of these characters. So wait, wait, before we start, I just want to clarify for myself and the audience next week, mm-hmm. we are doing all four episodes of the finale. Mm-hmm. Correct. And okay, there are only one episode sure. on Netflix. If you're watching on Netflix like me. So. Let's start with um, the evil ones. Um, Zuko, just kidding. Uh, the Fire Lord. <laughs> Fire Lord Ozai. I think I mentioned in an earlier episode, I think a few ago, I think he is going to be defeated, but I do not think he will die. I think they will put him in a prison or something and like leave him there. Like I, I, I don't think he's going to go full on like, bam, you did. It's going to be... A drawn-out torture. Put him in the icebox or something. Okay. Azula. Mm. My hope is that somehow Azula gets stripped of her bending and somehow learns remorse and lives her day out doing manual labor instead of going to prison. Uh, I think that might be too complicated, but (laughs) that's my hope. I don't know what is actually going to happen. Probably something similar to Ozai. Because uh, I, I, we haven't seen that she truly cares about anyone but herself yet. So I don't see her reconcil- reconciling with anyone. May. Uh, her and Zuko are going to get together. They'll probably be happy. Ty Lee. Um... I think she'll be the same. I think she will be on the side of Zuko. Probably just chilling. I don't really Uncle see a future I- for her. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Iroh. Yeah, um, I think he's going to come back. I 
think he will probably, I think they're probably going to call up some of his like Dragon of the West powers. Um, yeah, I, I think he's going to fight. I don't know if he will come out of that fight alive. I would be heartbroken though, but. So natural progression, Zuko. Zuko. Um, I think he there's gonna be a standoff between him and Ozai and him and Azula. And I don't this is gonna sound cheesy, but like I feel like it's sort of like a Harry Potter situation where like love is the strongest, you know, whatever. Um, I feel like it's gonna be that. Like Zuko, you know, has found a new family. Oh, well, that's um, cheesy as hell. <laughs> But maybe I'm right. Philos ex machina. Um, Toph. Uh, I think I did that Greek correctly. Latin, whatever it yeah, is. You said it right. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I I actually haven't thought about Toph much. I just wanted to be happy. <laughs> we all want Toph to be happy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to Toph. I actually... I don't know. I haven't thought about that much. Sokka. Um, I think Sokka and Suki are going to end up together. I'm predicting a lot of happy endings uh, because that's just how I want things to work. And I think he's going to face down. Maybe he'll face down with Ty Lee because they can't bend. Yeah, maybe something like that. Katara. Um, I feel like her and Aang are probably going to kiss at the end of the battle if it goes well. Um I, you know, she deserves... So just blood on the ground, dead bodies everywhere, yeah. and just make out in the... Uh, pool, didn't right? Jon Snow and Daenerys no, do that? Man of Steel vibes. <laughs> uh, Jon and Daenerys did that, and then she got stabbed, so... Yeah, that's a healthy marker for a relationship. <laughs> and then the dragon understood... Symbolism. I don't have a comeback to that. <laughs> <laughs> Twas the chair that killed my mother... Oh, uh, that will forever be an all-time scene for me. I actually do really like that. Like, I, on its own, that scene, I think it's really good, but it makes me laugh every time. Um, and Aang. Um, oh, boy. Um, shoot. I feel like this one should be obvious. Like, I... I think Aang's going to have to do a lot of legwork. It's either going to go, Aang is going to be in the center of everything, or something's going to happen and he's going to like get pulled off to the side. Like, okay, I did just watch Lord of the Rings and you know how Aragorn kind of goes and gets the dead. I feel like Aang would almost maybe do that. Like he'll go off somewhere and get more fighters and then he'll come back and be like, yo, Aang, where'd you go? And then it'll be like a battle of the B word because I can't swear in Game of Thrones and it's going to like, that's what I think. Thank you. Cool. That's all I got for you. Interesting. You got some things correct. You got. Oh, I feel like we should make a scorecard. Oh, I was not counting, and I. <laughs> well, I feel like, okay, I will listen to this episode before we record the next one, and I will keep track of what I will. We'll do. Yeah, some recap. of these are judgment calls. Yeah, no, some no, of these are gonna. I be, have no um, idea. So we we gotta talk to the to the masses to see if you get some of these right. Should we do Momos? Yes. MVP. Colby. 
actor Sokka, aka um, Robin, aka Dick Grayson. Is that the Robin from Teen Titans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dick Grayson. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, with Suki. I think the she Suki was low key great in this. So episode. good, so good. I the when she's like, I didn't know you kissed the moon spirit. Sakura's <laughs> like, shh, I'm watching. She gets real or power. I am an elite soldier, <laughs> master of the art of stealth. I can get you that backstage. Oh, uh, she's great. She's great. And laughing at, like, Sokka when he hates the actor and making fun of him. She's, like, perfect, like, perfect, uh, perfect girlfriend vibes, but also perfect, like, and you'll see this a little more. Like, I'm a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. Like, she she gives both vibes perfectly uh, by the end of the series. Suki's goals. She's great. Um. I okay. So if you didn't pick Suki, I was gonna say her because she was a gem for putting up with Sokka because he was annoying. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna go with Toph's. A- Somebody has to. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Toph's actor because that just made me laugh. That was just funny, and she was happy with it. You know, you want to be happy with the person who portrays you in a movie, which is our next Momo. Um, I'm gonna go first. We have a friend of the pod, Jeff, who tells me I look like Olivia Cook, which I honestly find really flattering. So I'm gonna go with Olivia Cook. Ariel, uh, if we were doing, so my favorite answer to this is there are not there's not enough representation for me to honestly answer this question. Um. But if I had to give an answer, and this was 15-ish years ago, I'd pick Randall Park. Guy's 47, though, and I'm 30. What? So not- Is he really? He's 47? Yeah. He Dang. looks 35, right? He looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> I love Randall Park, so excellent choice. But if we were the same age or he was playing some future version of me, I'd, I'd go Randall Park. Also, quick promo. I'm making a Jimmy Woo pin. You can cut this out if you want, but it'll be in the shop soon. Thanks. By the way, did y'all know that Randall Park was on Wild and Out? He's no, really? <laughs> and, and now the rapping makes so much sense. It does. Like, He's so good. <laughs> now, it, now it makes so much sense because they will not let you on Wild and Out if you cannot battle rap. He is really good in that clip with uh, David Diggs that you see on Twitter every now and then. Mm-hmm. The dude's got bars, man. He's got legit bars. Like, and then there's like that rap battle with him and James Vanderbeek, and like James Vanderbeek is messing around, and Randall Park's trying to end his career. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it so much. Well, like, like real talk though, I want a full like EP or full studio album of of Hello Peril. Like that, those three songs are incredible, and uh, it is cinema. It's a great cinema sin that we do not have a full album of it. Look up Cinema Sins on YouTube for premiere film criticism. Uh, <laughs> I was just using it as like a phrase, but yeah. I know. And that's a joke. Every It's a Kobe, joke. How about we move uh, on to you? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't see it, but a couple people have said it. Um, Tyra James Williams. Um, Who? T- everybody hates Chris. I'm Googling. I think one time I told I've, you I've seen you that one. Like, I, I, oh. Oh. 
Yeah. I've all, I for myself have said John Boyega. Um, it's too short for you. No, that's what I was gonna say. Tyler James Williams is over six feet tall. And no, I can't Tyler James Williams is five eight. Is he really? Yeah. He's a very lanky boy. No, John Boyega oh, is too. He's too like. How do I put this? I don't think you guys have the same body type. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, more lo- you're like longer. He's kind of like st- not like stout, but he's like compact. He's I built guess. like Superman. Yeah. Boyega. Yes. And yeah. I also am surprised every time I get this question, I Google like young black actor. <laughs> and every time I'm surprised that Lakeith Sanfield is only three years older than me. What? Wow. Um, he's 27. Yeah, he's, shut, he's 27. Shut the front door. He is <laughs> it's not. wild. What have I done with my life? Which I'm not saying that like he looks like an old man, but like his vibe is straight up 35 years old. Okay, he's 29 to be clear. He's yeah, 29. so we're good. The list I was looking at was 27, but still, he. D- I feel like he's older than 29. I for sure would have said like 33. Would you, yeah. would you accept uh, Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things? If he wasn't a teenager, I mean, but yes. I mean, I, I would, you know, in this case, he's playing a younger <laughs> version. He's 19. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Could, I, I could definitely yeah, see that. My good, favorite good thing. Match. My favorite thing, though, is before we recorded, I was talking to my partner about it. And she was like googling people, like looking over at me, and I looked at her phone. And I was like, "Stop trying to make Donald Glover play people <laughs> ten years younger than him." <laughs> that made me laugh. Anyway, Donald Glover for Spider Man. What about uh, Miles Morales? What the guy who plays him? What is his name? Shamik Moore. Yeah, what about Shamik Moore? I've also when I did when I've done like those um like the you take a picture of your face and they send it to um some foreign government um <laughs> but then they match you with a with a celebrity. <laughs> I've I've seen Shamik Moore. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate Shamik Moore because he's he's only twenty five, so I feel like yeah we're like th- legit the same yeah. age. He looks older than twenty five too. I feel like I just look. Like my age, I don't know. Like I'm not a superstar. I'm not like a. I don't have that jawline. Anyways, you know he was pretty good in Let It Snow, a movie that nobody. I watched, watched. it. Didn't uh, like it. <laughs> I like Let It Snow. I should rewatch it because I watched it New Year's Day. I think I was like super hungover. Uh, fun fact. <laughs> Last mobile. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought we were done with that one. Uh, best musical play or show you've been to? I'll go first for this one. Uh, I think we talked about this on Meku, but the it's called The Play That Goes Wrong. And the premise sounds really silly, but it's basically kind of like, you know, doors fall off the hinges, paintings fall down. Like at one part, um, they're up sort of on a platform and the platform starts falling down. And it shouldn't be funny because like, after so many times like you know it's just like oh my god like when it when are they just gonna act or whatever but i don't think i've ever laughed harder at a play like it was just fantastic and i feel like i was laughing louder than i should have been because sometimes when things get really funny i'm the only one laughing like there's a couple parts when i went to lord of the rings recently and i was like the only one in the theater like laughing but 
That's okay. But yeah, that was, uh, if you ever get a chance to see it, I highly recommend it. Uh, My favorite show that I've gotten the honor to see is Les Mis, but the best show that I've seen, uh, which is very basic answer, by the way, and I don't care. Um, but the, I think the, my favorite thing that I've seen live is Newsies, um, which I thankfully saw before I ever saw that terrible movie that people are attached to because it came out when they were children. Um, but it's real bad. The Broadway show is really good, and there's a pro shot on Disney+. Plus. Please watch it. Uh, it's a really good musical about um, labor strikes unions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have two answers. One of them is super basic, and the other one kind of unique. The super basic one, and I know a lot of people don't like this play, but uh, it is very well crafted, incredibly crafted. Uh, Amanda won lottery tickets to Hamilton, and so I got to go there front row. Uh, It's great. I mean, say what you want about the subject matter, characterizations, um, the music and lyrics, and the... Melodic themes are incredible, incredible. Um, but the hipster answer is that I watched a um, a screening of Lord of the Rings with a live orchestra. That's and cool. I, I did that for of- Pirates oh. of the Caribbean once. So I, I, I got to watch the Return of the King with a live orchestra in Lincoln Center, and it was it was incredible. And I teared up like ten times. I. I love Lincoln Center. I want to go I'm back to Lincoln there. Center. So that's a, that's the um, the bougiest thing you will ever hear me say. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's a very bougie but... answer, right? I, I went to Lincoln Center. I got tickets to Hamilton. Blah blah blah. It's a very bougie segment of uh, me. The screening of Parts of the Caribbean was in Royal Albert Hall, which also feels pretty bougie. Ooh. But uh, Colby, remember when you like didn't you you did not want to do Hamilton? You're like I'm not listening. Oh, to Oh, I did, and I'm so mad that I like Hamilton. I'm so mad that I, I know. Like and like me and our friend of the pod, Lily, were like, "What are you, like? It's just listen to it. Just listen to it." No, no, I was, but that's the thing for me with like every musical. Like I don't listen to musicals until I can see the musical with the music. Yeah, I mean that um, does make. Yeah, that's just a me thing. I'll give you that. Um. But I was expecting to hate Hamilton, and then I watched it, and I was like, dang it! Yeah. <laughs> I was so yeah. bad that I liked it. Yes. I, I must say, yeah. I, I actually prefer uh, In the Heights. I feel it's just so much more I'm excited because I don't know much honest. about In the Heights, so I'm excited to get into that this summer. Christopher Jackson is... Same here. He's great. So good. He's he, great. he plays. Uh, he's one of the leads in, in In the Heights, and of course, he plays George Washington. And uh, uh, I think the best, mm. the best vocal, him and uh, what's her name, Philippa Sue, are the two, the two best vocal performances in that. Um, Actually, Renee Ellis Goldsberry is also very yeah, good. She's good. Actually, the, Ham- uh, Lin Manuel is the worst, <laughs> is the worst he is performer the worst. in that whole cast. By far the worst. But you know what? I can't hate no, on no. it because, yeah. like, no. if if it were me, I would put me to star in my yeah, of own. Course. Like, well, I'm excited for the um, movie because Anthony Ramos looks to be the lead, and he was also in the original Hamilton cast. And he's he's better. He's a better singer and performer. Than, yeah, than Manuel. Yeah. Oh, for but sure. But let me say, Emmy Raver Lantman, um, who is oh, who is she in Umbrella Academy? A- Allison, yeah. number three in Umbrella Academy, is in. She's Incredible. married to uh, De- David, I think. <laughs> to David Diggs? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. 
but she's incredible in Hamilton. Like, if you can find a recording of her singing "Satisfied," um, it was um, like it was jaw on the floor listening to her sing um, "Satisfied." Yeah, she uh, she is in a relationship with David Diggs. All right, the last the last anecdote about my theater experience when I went to watch Hamilton, I had Mandy Gonzalez who does who was the original Nina. In the the Broadway showing of oh. In the Heights, she was my uh, Angelica for oh, Hamilton. Cool. So she was very good. I think Jeff saw original cast actually. Oh, I'm jealous. Jealous. Anyways, anyway. thank you for listening to this podcast. We have like two episodes left, guys. So thanks for joining us on this journey. It's been very fun. I'm sure we'll have more to say in the next couple of weeks. But you can find us online at Four Nations Report, www.fournationsreport.com, and on Twitter at Four Nations Report for the number. We will see you next week. <laughs>